Well, an interesting morning because we're down by the riverside. Or the riverside may be coming to us. And it's the celebration of Jesus' baptism at, at John and the Jordan River. And the interesting part is that as Jesus comes to receive the baptism of repentance from John, John says, wait a minute, I'm out of order here. You should be in charge. And Jesus kindly reminds him that this is the, po- this is the place and how it will act, take place by him baptizing Jesus. So God, God's son, continues to be in place with the culture of the time, doesn't try to make any changes or transitions, but allows God to put him in the right place at the right time. John performs the baptism. All of a sudden, there is the opening of the heavens and a dove descending upon Jesus. You notice very closely in this particular passage, Jesus sees this. We're not sure that the other people did. But the voice seems to confirm with others that this is my, <clears throat> this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. For your information, I, when I went to seminary, there was a book called The Gospel Parallels. And every student had to purchase this because it was critical to understand the nuances of the Gospels. Three of the Gospels have similar context. Well, this particular story is different in all three. In one, and I believe it's Luke, but I'm not going to be sure, Mark. Anyway, this whole baptism scene, as everyone notices that the skies have opened and changed, where here it's just Jesus seeing the dove descending upon him. In one, the voice is specifically spoken to Jesus and not to the crowd at the whole. The other two, there's the inference that all the people around were able to witness God's presence in Jesus Christ at this time. That's really elucidating basically the parallels, but what does it mean for us? What does it mean for us to look at Jesus being baptized And when, in fact, John has already said, he is the one that will come with the spirit and fire. The zeal, the passion of God's presence. Interestingly enough, we always do this service in the context of the renewal of our own baptismal vows. Jesus being baptized, we take the opportunity in this service to renew our own baptismal vows, to understand for ourselves what it is to be a follower of Christ, who was in fact baptized himself by John and claimed by God to be the Messiah, the Savior of our world. I want to give a little footnote here because many of you may not know this, but on the St. John's website, you can click on the readings and the sermons for the service. 
you get a page and you'll have the various sermons that you can actually click on and hear one more time. But there's also a section where you can click on to get the lessons for the day. And I mention this because I find it very helpful to me to look at this page. You see the collect. You see the Old Testament lesson. You see the New Testament lesson. You see the psalm. You see the gospel. And the wonderful part about this whole presentation is that, in fact, it gives you a summary or a point of view to consider. When I'm doing some sermon preparation, it's always nice to have someone at least give me another look at what I'm viewing and considering. I spent some time going through the interpreter's dictionary of the Bible under baptism, looking at the Jewish custom, the Christian custom, and so forth. When I read the material on our website, it was very helpful because it was asking us to consider various ways of viewing this material. There are two questions that are raised in this particular review, which I think are important for us to consider daily. As much as it would bother me daily, it's important to be reminded. One of the things that happens at the baptism of Jesus is that God is in the right place at the right time, affirming God's love for everyone. When, in fact, we are baptized, we are baptized into this love. One of the questions is, how do I claim the dignity of being God's child? As Jesus was recognized then as the Son of God, we in our own baptism are recognized as God's child. So to me, it's really critical how, in fact, do we claim the dignity of being God's child? What ways do we claim to give ourselves a sense of understanding and of value in being God's child with dignity and integrity? This might be a good thing for us to do on a daily exercise, given the number of things happening in our culture and the world views going on today. What is the dignity that I can claim about being God's child? It asks us to consider the humility that all of us who are baptized are baptized with the same commitment of God's love to us. The second summary review in this this selection says, how do I respond to this great gift of love? There are many days when I wonder about being loved, cared about, concerned, and so forth. And if I clearly understand and clearly understand the nature of baptism, then I have to confess that we have to recognize that we are loved all the time. And if that's true, how do we then reflect our love and our Christian faith with others? Two wonderful questions to ask of ourselves, sort of homework for the week maybe homework for the year. 
If we, in fact, reaffirm our baptismal vows, we affirm, number one, that we are a child of God, and we affirm that we are loved in spite of anything else. Peter, in talking to the people regarding the baptism and the life of Jesus, points out, and this is really critical because it was a change in the culture of the time, because for people who were baptized in the Christian faith were primarily Jewish. And Peter, in the diaspora and the mission beyond Jerusalem, for the first time was encountering people who were not Jewish, but who, in fact, confessed Christ crucified and were baptized in the Christian faith. It didn't limit our ability to be seen from the Jewish perspective, but rather our confession of God's life and love and calling us to be a child of God in God's love. The hard part about this task, for me anyway, maybe not for you, is when I get riled up about things in the press and so forth, I not only do not respect the dignity of being God's child, much less the love that God asks me to be in. So the challenge of our own baptisms is that daily we need to see the context of our life with dignity as God's child and being loved in spite of all of the other things that go on in our lives. The great lesson of being at the riverside, the baptism of the Jordan, is in fact that God will never separate us from that love. That Jesus' baptism confirms for us the baptism of being Christian and committing ourselves to love all people. Listen to the words as we renew our baptismal covenant today. Hear the words not so much as just verbiage, but again, putting in context the two questions that I've raised from my findings. When you hear the words and say, I will with God's help, Spend some time going back through the bulletin or your prayer book and looking at the baptismal vows because it is in that renewal that we bring a new light of power, of peace, of hope, and love to a world torn asunder.